Hey, Adam. Yes. Uh, can you quote me on that? On what? Oh, you'll see. Okay. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music advice coming at you approximately every other day. Approximately a couple times a week. We kind of settled into the schedule. Are you, are you feeling good about it? Are you getting good I'm, feedback on it? I'm getting great feedback on it. I'm feeling really good about it, actually. Yep. You know, it's great because we can take our time with it. Uh, we can really get back to what this podcast is all about, which is really digging deep on some things that we care about. And uh, I love today's episode. Uh, these are our favorite seven favorite quotes from jazz musicians. Before we get into it, though, uh, our sponsor today is Open Studio. So go to OpenStudioJazz.com. And hey, why don't you check out the Piano Access Pass? We just released this Magic Voicings course you might have heard about. We talked a little bit about it on uh, the other day's episode. I don't the know other why. days. I don't know when. Two did, like a fortnight ago. A fortnight ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but go check it out for yourself. You can, yes. uh, you can check out all of our courses with the Piano Access Pass. And it's I mean, it's darn right a steal. It's so affordable. So go check it out. That's right. It's legal theftery, thievery. It's thievery that thievery. we permit. That's right. We permit it. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about some quotes. I've been thinking a lot about this one particular monk quote, and I brought it up to you and you were like, oh, we should do something on our favorite quotes from jazz musicians because quotes are like, they're like things that we can apply. They're, I mean, it's almost like meditations, right? It's, yeah. it's like you can... You can, you can think about something that someone who has it more figured out than you, the way they think about the world, and it can really reveal some things about how you think about that same thing. I know that sounded very thinky, what I just said, but really what I'm You're saying- You're a thinker. I'm a thinker. No, as, if is you I, have too many faults, it's you think too much. <laughs> it can really, you know, hearing what our heroes have to say, what people who are masters of where we want to be- Yeah hearing how they frame a situation can be extremely helpful to help us frame that same situation. Yeah. I mean, I think that these, hopefully the ones we are proffering today on the episode, uh, but your favorite ones and maybe something a friend tells you, maybe something that you said can be both, you know, inspirational and aspirational. That's right. Uh, it can, it, you can make it your own. And I love the, we're going to start with the monk one, right? Yeah. Yeah. This one is great because, um, I I remember hearing it. It's just it's one of those ones that's like drifted in and out of my life at different times. And every time I hear it, it's like you haven't eaten a dish for a while, but you eat it again. It's like going home again, and it affirms you know hopefully what I believe in and kind of a, a connection. You know, we make these connections with musicians that we didn't necessarily see live, like somebody like Thelonious Monk, uh, but. You feel like you know them through their music, through For the sure. compositions that they pass along to us. But then an exciting part is to be a part of that lineage. And a lot of times it it goes beyond just the music and being able to play the music. It's to investigate and invest in the philosophy mm. and the lifestyle and the things that jazz musicians, and we actually go a little bit outside of just jazz on here, but just creative musicians think and feel and believe it and to attach yourself to that. It's kind of like, you know, if you got into, uh, I don't know, something that didn't exist in this part of the world, but you were so connected with it. So you'd listen to the masters of it, but you also read about, well, how they looked at the world, you know, yeah, and yeah. how they, and then at a certain point you'd want to travel and see them or whatever. But this is like traveling back in time and attaching ourselves with, with the masters. That's right. To kind of get in, in their headspace and their frame of mind. And this first one, it's one that I come back to as well all the time. Uh, just like you, I, I think this is a, a brilliant quote for any artist. And that is, 
A genius is the one most like himself. Bam. Polonius Monk. And I think, especially coming from Monk, who was so himself all the time, and his music was so unique and singular, and what a strong point of view and sense of self that he had, that um, this, this quote really shows you the way he thinks about how to make good art. And it's very, very inspiring. You know, I, I catch myself all the time um, with this quote of like, now hold on, is this like, is this where, is this me? Or am I just regurgitating something that, right. of someone I like, but it's not really something I care about. I just, I can do it, but should I do it? You know right. what I mean? Right, like, right. How can I work not only to be a more technically proficient musician and, and uh, a better player, but how can I work to be more me on the piano? Yes. That's the goal, right? right? How can I get to be more me, whatever, and off the piano? I mean, that, that, that's the thing with this quote is like, he didn't say a musician is the one who's most right. like himself. He didn't say that a genius is the player who plays right. most like them, right. himself. He said a genius is the one most like himself. Right, right. And I love that, you know, to me, this quote always opened up uh, the meaning, the definition you know, the the total landscape of what a genius is to everybody, potentially. Yeah. You know, it was not just about, you know, well, I mean, Monk liked the word genius. He used it some in his some of his albums, you know, I the know, genius yeah. of modern music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he came up with that, but um, he had a very expansive view, I think, on the word. And, and I love it. A genius is the one most like him or herself. Let's That's let's it. update it for That's modern it. times. That's right. All right, what's the second one we got? Oh, I should do this one, I guess, right? Okay. Yeah, this is great. This, this is, so... is from an up-and-coming... Not re- this, this trumpet player hasn't really been known necessarily, but after you hear this quote, you might familiarize yourself with someone by the name of Miles Davis. What? Yes, Miles Davis. Do not fear mistakes. There are none. I love this one. It's Be- a very Miles quote. It's a very Miles quote, but this is one that that you can really hold on to because it's absolute. It's it's there's no apologies. Just as Miles was often known not to apologize for his music or his his beliefs, um, and and was really a a g- genius for sure. I mean, he's the one most like himself. Come on, but don't fear mistakes. There are none. They, you know, the inside of this is like, it's not don't don't worry about mistakes. You're gonna all make them or don't don't fixate on mistakes try to get beyond them it's like don't fear them because there's no such thing as that in this music yeah so that's a mindset thing like if you have a mindset that there's a mistake you know and this is very connected with the first monk quote i think as well because how can you be yourself if you're self-censoring what you're doing and saying well that's a mistake is it a mistake for you if that's what you're playing if that's what you're hearing it's not a mistake you know and so it's it's like a total and i think you know in miles the spirit of his music you know a lot of the things he said were obviously controversial at different times although probably with the totality of what he said he, it was just a very small percentage but everybody yeah. fixated on the things but you know miles was it was a master marketer as well so he knew how to get people talking and thinking and and he loved to kind of uh you know mess with people so but but when you talk about his music like this is very much something that he worked at and became a master at was not fearing mistakes and eliminating the concept of mistakes in his music. And he taught that. He taught a whole generation of players that played with him mm-hmm. uh, that mentality and that framework for making music just by being himself, basically. That's right. So that's a great one to kind of connect in with Miles. Well, yeah, it, it, this this does connect with the monk, the first monk quote so well because when you're not fearing mistakes because you believe there are none, 
that gives you a freedom to be yourself that helps with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not, I can just be me and whatever happens is, is what happens. And that's yeah. that what should happen as opposed to like, I got to play the right thing. I got to do this. And if people, you know, if I want to be a bad cat and I want to, people want to think that I'm a genius, I got to like, blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. like be yourself. Don't fear mistakes yeah, because there are none. Yep. And, and, you know, feel free to, you know, just go ahead and do your thing. Yep. I, I, I turned that into like, you know, and then just feel free to, you know, whatever. <laughs> like a free you, love kind of. Free love. <laughs> All right. This next one is great. To listen is an effort. And just to hear is no merit. A duck hears also. And that is Igor Stravinsky. Brother out of St. Petersburg. What? I mean, what? Is, this, <laughs> is, this, is this more his own marketing campaign for his music? He's like, listen, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like this because, um, oh, actually, I thought this sort of supported all or you'll hear it. Now I realize it doesn't support you'll hear it, does it? Even a duck here. Well, you know what? No, that does support. You'll hear it's for everybody, even the ducks, right? Ducks hear it. <laughs> ducks hear it. Uh-oh, I see Adam looking nervously over at his logic monitor. Are we all good? We're all good. Okay, We're good. To listen is an effort and just to hear is no matter. I don't even understand this one. No, you know what? This is actually really good. I was thinking about this today. I've been listening to a lot of music lately. Uh, I've just been in one of those zones where I have a little break of not having to make very much. So I get to make uh, listen to stuff. And there's a difference between deep listening and just having it on as I'm sweeping the floor or, you know, whatever, doing the dishes. It's like to sit down and to go deep on a record, yeah. start to finish, is an effort. And it's an effort worth doing. But it's no different than... Any other, um, you know, focused uh, effort or um, or attention training, it's the same thing, right? I'm so, sorry, I stopped paying attention yeah, to you. What you were really, you saying? You got really bored with what I was just saying. <laughs> no, no, I was totally listening. I was Damn. just, I was concentrating on my comedic effect. Well, you know, to this point, I actually, I didn't even mention this to you yet, Adam. Uh, I just ordered a turntable. Oh, yeah. I'm going back in time. Bro. Are you on the turntable bandwagon? I just ordered, la yeah, I have my, I just, so I got some new speakers this week. Yeah. I got some ELAC desktop speakers. They're, they're not very expensive, but they're really highly rated. They sound awesome. They're not super boomy. They're just really clean. Yeah. I got my turntable going. I just ordered a copy of McCoy Tyner's Inception on vinyl that's coming tomorrow, I think. Okay, we got to, I want you to tell me where to pick up vinyl because a lot of my, uh, my formerly glorious LP collection uh, 15 years ago went down with Hurricane Katrina. That's a whole nother story, oh, but I've been, I don't have a lot, but I have a few things that people have been giving me and things I've picked up. I'll so. hook you up. I'll hook okay, you up. Cool. Yeah. But I'm wondering if that is, I'm, my hope is that this will kind of help reinvigorate my love of deep listening, you know, um, I don't know, it's, being able to physically hold and concentrate on just one thing. You I know? put Crescent on. There's two tracks aside on Crescent. It's great. Yeah, you just sit down, incredible. you listen to a track, then you go get some more coffee, you flip it over, you have yeah. a cigarette. If I smoke, you have a cigarette. <laughs> you can have an e-cigarette, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Although that's not good either. All right, number four. I love this one because this is very specific to us. And we picked it because we're looking at a big poster of this gentleman yeah, right here. Right. But this is from Christian McBride, or as we affectionately call him, McBreezy. McBreezy. At... And this quote is short and to the point. Your sound is your signature. That's so great, man. Oh, <laughs> I could tell you a lot of things to do. <laughs> yeah, so he said this in one of our, remember we just turned the camera on him. Yeah. And he did this whole amazing promotional video of his course with us. Two minutes, two minutes jazz. Was it two minute jazz? Yeah. It's two minute jazz. And he talked about how, what the things not to do to get a good sound. But the actual, when he just started off with your sound is your signature. Mm -hmm. Like that's such an amazing thing to think about. And as pianists, we overlook sound because like, oh yeah, it just sounds how yeah. the Bosendorfer I'm playing sounds, you know, <laughs> but, 
but it, there's so much going on in our technique and our and our the way we approach our instrument that that we need to think more about sound. Every musician needs to think more about sound. Yes. Sound is the first thing that people that impresses upon people on your audience. It really is. There's nothing before you can play a rhythm or play a melody. The sound makes that first impression. Yes. Right? So you have to get a good sound. Absolutely. And I love that level of it. And I, and I think there's another level too, which is if you think about a signature, you know, um, only you have it. It's like a thumbprint, yeah. you know? Um, and so we value that. And, you know, as jazz musicians, it's something that we've always excelled at is that we have, I mean, this totally ties in with the monk. I'm so glad that this all comes out of the monk quote being like yourself, having a signature, that's your signature sound. That's your signature thing you do. And this actually came out of a whole lesson that Krishna did in Fundamentals of Jazz Bass, where he talked about, you know, how you develop your sound and why it's important. And he's like, your sound is your signature, you see. I don't think he'd even thought about it as a quote. Yeah. And I suggested to him right before he did the promo video, he's like, what am I going to do? I was like, why don't you do something on, uh, no, he's like, what do you want me to do? Like, hold on, I got to go, get my, my, my marketing hat on. And I'm, uh, <laughs> but I was like, well, you said a really cool thing in the last lesson, your sound is your signature. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, oh, wow, that, you right. got it from that? <laughs> and he ran with it. Awesome. All right, we got number five of our seven favorite musician quotes. Number mostly five. jazz musicians. Music yeah. is your own experience, your own thoughts, your wisdom. If you don't live it, it won't come out of your horn. They teach you there's a boundary line to music, but man, there's no boundary line to art. That is Charlie Parker, uh, affectionately called Bird. Yes, affectionately called Bird. Absolutely. That's such a great quote, man. And, you know, it's true, too. And this actually goes back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago when we were talking about, like, what do you care about? Is Are you making your day-to-day -day experience part of your art, right? Like, yeah. is, is what you're actually doing day-to-day -day living into the values that you set for yourself? Like, so as an artist, are you living day-to-day -day in the art you want to make? Are, are you living those values that your art makes? It's a great question to ask that we should always be pushing. Yeah, it's just this great connotation about you know, being authentic. Like we can't, this, this is not a clock in, clock out kind of job or vocation or profession, you know? It's, uh, and, and I love how Charlie Parker says, but man, but comma, man, there's no boundary line to art. Like he's, it's, it's very personal. It's, yeah. it's very like belief-based. And, um, you know, if you don't live it, it won't come out of your horn. I mean, that that's that or some variation on that has been passed around for generations. Yeah. If you don't live it, you know, and it's usually like the older musicians, the young musicians playing, and it's kind of tentative. And it's like, come on, man, you got to. But it also is part of the monk quote from the beginning. It's like you have to put yourself into this. That's right. You have to live it. Everybody's living something, yeah. but live you have to be open to having that to be part of your art. Put your musical values into your daily experience. If they're not there, you're not living it. Like, Drop down and give me 20 daily experiences right no, now. You know what I mean? Like, it, like what? what do you want to be what what story are you telling yourself about the musician you are and is that true in your experience on a daily basis on a regular basis if it's not then something is is not in uh, accord then there's some Something's kind of skew as we there's some say. kind of co cognitive dissonance between what you think you are and what you're living so so you know i mean skew it either way you want it uh change uh you know however you frame that but that's the truth and, and you got to check in with that yeah and, and then there's the, all, the other the kind of duality with this quote is about the boundary line to music but like the differentiation of music and art 
like music is something that you can be like, well, there's different genres and this is a commodity and music is just a sound. And, you know, the birds chirping is music. I mean, the birds chirping is beautiful, but that's not art. You know, that's that's something artistic that, that maybe occurs in nature. But I love that, you know, there's no boundary line to art. So that that is life. That is humanity. That is who you are, the essence of who you are and, and the artistry and the human should not be separated. All right. Next one is a great one from uh, Art Blakey. You want to read it? Jazz washes away the dust of everyday life. It's just a feel-good quote right there. And we've got that on the wall here, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, we do it right by our coffee machine when we need to, <laughs> to gear up. Yeah, that's right. What I love this one, and I always, it's so funny, jazz, wa- first of all, I don't know if you want to wash away dust. That gets a little murky, but I know what he's saying. I know yeah, what he's yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this one for me, every time I hear this or think about this one, it's um, it's kind of a reminder of in a very positive way of what a gift the music is is like you know if if there's negativity in the world or there's darkness like kind of as there is now you know in a, in somewhat of an unprecedented way we always have the music it's like almost like one of those kind of quotes the music's always there to put a smile on your face it's like uh if you have access to the music you have af- access to everything and it can counteract or counterbalance negative things the dust of everyday life the the kind of just redundancy and 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 just normalness it's it's something extraordinary there it's this little gem this little jewel that's always there and it's refreshing and it's rejuvenating and it's a living breathing art that we can use and it's not dusty that was funny remember we had an early episode of the you'll hear a podcast when it was like the seven dustiest jazz pianists or something (laughs) you remember that one i do remember that one (laughs) Okay, you've got to do this last one. Number okay. seven, this is kind of our bonus. So we're gonna, before we get there, we're just saying, as always, we're, we're sponsored by Open Studio and go to openstudiojazz.com to check out all of our, you know our stuff, man. If, if you want to learn jazz lessons from jazz legends. Well, I'm going to start getting dogmatic because the quote for number seven is from one of our dogmatic friends of the podcast, right? Yeah, he's so dogmatic. Oh, man, this is the best <laughs> quote ever. Uh, this is from Branford Marsalis. This is uh, simply, that's bullshit. <laughs> And this comes from, this is one of my favorite parts of the Ken Burns jazz documentary. It's during the the section on um, the avant-garde and Cecil Taylor specifically. And Cecil Taylor uh, once said that he prepares for his concerts and he expects his audience to prepare with uh, various listening and to get in the proper mindset for a Cecil Taylor concert. And it just cut to Branford and Branford goes, that's bullshit. Branford goes, Branford goes, when I go see a baseball game, I don't go field grounders beforehand. <laughs> it's awesome, man. It's all so very Branford and actually kind of true all at the same time. Yeah. That is great. So fantastic. Um, well, that's good. So that's our seven favorite musician quotes. Uh, hit us up and let us know what you think. You know what? We, we're going old school a little bit, and some folks have been contacted. We don't always say it, but you can hit up, is it YHI at openstudiojazz.com if you want to send us an email? You'll hear it.com. Just go to you'll hear.com. Oh, no, yeah. I thought they could send an email too. Oh, they can't see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. YHI at, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I messed that up. YHI at openstudiojazz.com. But hey, what about a speak pipe? I don't, I don't think that's still working. Talk, tell them what it is, but I'm going to check. I don't know. All right, all right. No, go to, go to you'll hear it.com to leave us a speak pipe. You can leave us a rating review in your app right now. We only take seven star reviews. That's right. We don't do five stars, even though that's only what's possible. We love seven stars. So give us a seven star review. Give us a rating. Let us know your favorite jazz musician quotes. How about in a rating? Till tomorrow.